Sahih al-Bukhari. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Bukhari. The English translation is by Dr. Muhammad Mursin Khan. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih al-Bukhari, The Book of Medicine. Chapter on, there is no disease that Allah has sent down except that He also has sent down its treatment. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet peace be upon him said, There is no disease that Allah has sent down except that He also has sent down its treatment. Chapter on, may a man treat a woman or a woman treat a man. Narrated Rubayya bint Mu'awwaz bin Afra. We used to go for military expeditions along with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and provide the people with water, serve them, and bring the dead and the wounded back to al Madina. Chapter on, there is cure in three things. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Healing is in three things, a gulp of honey, cupping, and branding with fire, cauterizing. But I forbid my followers to use cauterization branding with fire. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Healing is in three things, cupping, a gulp of honey, or cauterization, branding with fire. But I forbid my followers to use cauterization, branding with fire. Chapter on Treatment with Honey in the Statement of Allah Wherein is healing for men? Quran, chapter 16, verse 69. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to like al-halwa, sweet edible things and honey. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, If there is any healing in your medicines, then it is in cupping, a gulp of honey, or branding with fire, cauterization. One of three, according to that, suits the ailment, but I don't like to be cauterized, branded with fire. Narrated Abu Sayyid al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him, a man came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, My brother has some abdominal trouble. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Let him drink honey. The man came for the second time, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Let him drink honey. He came for the third time, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Let him drink honey. He returned again and said, I have done that. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then said, Allah has said the truth but your brother's abdomen has told a lie. Let him drink honey. So he made him drink honey, and he was cured. Chapter on to treat with the milk of camels. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Some people were sick and they said, O oh Allah's Messenger, give us shelter and food. So when they became healthy, they said, The weather of Al-Madina is not suitable for us. So he sent them to Al-Hara with some she-camels of his and said, Drink of their milk. But when they became healthy, they killed the shepherd of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and drove away his camels. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sent some people in their pursuit. Then he got their hands and feet cut, and their eyes were branded with heated pieces of iron. I saw one of them licking the earth with his tongue till he died. See Hadith number 233. Chapter on to treat with the urine of camels. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, the climate of Al-Madinah did not suit some people, so the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered them to proceed along with his shepherd, that is, his camels, and drink their milk and urine as a medicine. So they proceeded along with their shepherd and the camels and drank their camels' milk and urine till their bodies became healthy. Then they killed the shepherd and drove away the camels. 
When the news reached the prophet, peace be upon him, he sent some people in their pursuit. When they were brought, he cut their hands and feet, and their eyes were branded with heated pieces of iron. Chapter on to treat with black cumin, nigella seeds. Narrated Khalid bin Saad, we went out and Ghalib bin Abjar was accompanying us. He fell ill on the way, and when we arrived at Al-Madinah, he was still sick. Ibn Abu Atiq came to visit him and said to us, Treat him with black cumin. Take five or seven seeds and crush them. Mix the powder with oil and drop the resulting mixture into both nostrils. For Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, has narrated to me that she heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, This black cumin is healing for all diseases except Assam. Aisha asked, What is Assam? He, peace be upon him, said, Death. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, There is healing in black human for all diseases except death. Chapter on At-Talbina, a kind of porridge prepared from milk, honey, and white flour, etc. for the patient. Narrated Urwa, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, used to recommend At-Talbina for the sick and for such a person as grieved over a dead person. She used to say, I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, At-Talbina gives rest to the heart of the patient and makes it active and relieves some of his sorrow and grief. Narrated Hisham's father, Aisha used to recommend At-Talbina and used to say, It is disliked by the patient, although it is beneficial. Chapter on Sa'ut Footnote Sa'ut means any medicine taken by the nose. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was cupped, and he paid the wages to the one who had cupped him, and then took Sa'ut, medicine sniffed by nose. Chapter on to sniff the Indian and sea kust, kind of incense. Narrated Umm bint Misan. I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, Treat with the Indian incense, for it has healing for seven diseases. It is to be sniffed by one having throat trouble and to be put into one side of the mouth of one suffering from pleurisy. Once I, Umikas, went to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, with a son of mine who would not eat any food, and the boy passed urine on him, whereupon he asked for some water and sprinkled it over the place of urine. See Hadith number 223. Chapter on What Time One Should Be Cupped Abu Musa was cupped at night. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was cupped while he was fasting. Chapter on, to be cupped while on a journey or while in a state of ihram. Ibn Buhayna narrated that on the authority of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was cupped while he was in a state of ihram. Chapter on, to be cupped as a treatment for a disease. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, that he was asked about the wages of the one who cups others. He said, Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, was cupped by Abu Tayyibah, to whom he gave two sa'a of food and interceded for him with his masters, who consequently reduced what they used to charge him daily. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The best medicines you may treat yourselves with are cupping and sea incense. He added, you should not torture your children by treating tonsillitis by pressing the tonsils or the palate with the finger, but use incense. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, that he paid Al-Muqanna a visit during his illness and said, I will not leave till he gets cupped, for I heard Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, saying, there is healing in cupping. Chapter on Cupping on the Head Narrated Abdullah bin Buhayna, 
Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was cupped on the middle of his head at Layya Jamal on his way to Mecca while he was in a state of ihram. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was cupped on his head. Chapter on to perform the operation of cupping for treating unilateral or bilateral headache. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was cupped on his head for an ailment he was suffering from while he was in a state of ihram at a water place called Layya Jamal. Ibn Abbas further said, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was cupped on his head for unilateral headache while he was in a state of ihram. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, If there is any good in your medicines, then it is in a gulp of honey, a cupping operation, or branding, cauterization, but I do not like to be cauterized, branded. Chapter on to get one's head shaved because of some ailment. Narrated Ka'ab bin Ujra, the Prophet, peace be upon him, came to me during the period of Al-Hudabiyah, while I was lighting fire underneath a cooking pot and lice were falling down from my head. He said, Do your lice hurt you? I said, Yes. He said, Shave your head and observe psalm, fast for three days, or feed six poor persons, or slaughter a sheep as a sacrifice. Chapter on whoever gets himself branded, cauterized, or branded, cauterized someone else, and the superiority of one who does not get branded, cauterized. Narrated Jabir, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If there is any healing in your medicines, then it is a cupping operation or branding, cauterization, but I do not like to be cauterized, branded. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Nations were displayed before me. One or two prophets would pass by along with a few followers. A prophet would pass by accompanied by nobody. Then a big crowd of people passed in front of me and I asked, Who are they? Are they my followers? It was said, No, it is Moses and his followers. It was said to me, Look at the horizon. Behold, there was a multitude of people filling the horizon. Then it was said to me, Look this way and that way in the vastness of the horizon. Behold, there was a multitude filling the horizon. It was said to me, This is your nation out of whom 70,000 shall enter paradise without reckoning. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered his house without telling his companions who they, the 70,000, were. So the people started talking about the issue and said, It is we who have believed in Allah and followed His Messenger. Therefore those people are either ourselves or our children who are born in the Islamic era, for we were born in the pre-Islamic period of ignorance. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, heard of that, he came out and said, Those people are those who do not treat themselves with rukya, nor do they believe in bad or good omen from birds, etc., nor do they get themselves branded, cauterized, but they put their trust only in their Lord. On that, Ukasha bin Mehsan said, Am I one of them, O Allah's Messenger? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes. Then another person got up and said, Am I one of them? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Ukasha has preceded you. Chapter on to treat ophthalmia, inflammation or soreness of the eyes with antimony or kohol. Umm Atiyah narrated this. Narrated Umm Salama, may Allah be pleased with her, the husband of a lady died and her eyes became sore and the people mentioned her story to the Prophet, peace be upon him. They asked him whether it was permissible for her to use kohol as her eyes were exposed to danger. He said, 
Previously, when one of you was bereaved of her husband, she would stay in her dirty clothes in a bad, unhealthy house for one year. And when a dog passed by, she would throw a globe of dung. No, she should observe the prescribed period, idda, for four months and ten days. See Hadith number 5336. Chapter on Leprosy Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There is no adwa, no contagious disease is conveyed without Allah's permission, nor tiyara, nor is there any bad omen from birds, nor is there any hama, safar, and one should run away from the leper as one runs away from a lion. See Hadith number 5717 and its chapter 25, Hadith number 5753 and its chapter 43. And also see Hadith number 5757 and its chapter 45. Footnote. Please see for details in Fath al-Bari. Chapter on Alman Heals Eye Diseases. Narrated Sayyid bin Zaid. I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, Al-Gama, truffles, are like man. That is, they grow naturally without man's care, and their water heals eye diseases. See Hadith number 4478. Chapter on Al-Ladud, the medicine which is poured or inserted into one side of a patient's mouth. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, and Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, kissed the forehead of the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he was dead. Aisha added, We poured medicine in one side of the Prophet's mouth during his illness, but he started waving us not to insert the medicine into his mouth. We said, He dislikes the medicine as a patient usually does. But when he improved and felt a little better, he said, Did I not forbid you to put medicine by force in the side of my mouth? We said, We thought it was just because a patient usually dislikes medicine. He, peace be upon him, said, None of those who are in the house but will be forced to pour medicine in the side of his mouth while I am watching, except Al-Abbas, for he had not witnessed your deed. See Hadith number 4458. Narrated Umm Kais. I went to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, along with a son of mine, whose palate and tonsils I had pressed with my finger as a treatment for a throat and tonsil disease. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Why do you pain your children by pressing their throats? Use Al-Ud Al-Hindi, certain Indian incense, for it cures seven diseases, one of which is pleurisy. It is used as a snuff for treating throat and tonsil disease, and it is inserted into one side of the mouth of one suffering from pleurisy. Chapter on Healing Fever by Pouring Water Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, when the health of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, deteriorated and his condition became serious, he asked the permission of all his wives to allow him to be treated in my house, and they allowed him. He came out, supported by two men, and his legs were dragging on the ground between Abbas and another man. The sub-narrator told Ibn Abbas, who said, Do you know who was the other man whom Aisha did not mention? The sub-narrator said, No. Ibn Abbas said, It was Ali. Aisha added, When the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered my house and his disease became aggravated, he said, Pour on me seven water skins full of water, the tying ribbons of which had not been untied, so that I may give some advice to the people. So we made him sit in a tub belonging to Hafsa, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and started pouring water on him from those water skins till he waved us to stop. Then he went out to the people and led them in salah, prayer, and delivered a khutbah, religious speech, before them. Chapter on Al-Uzra, 
throat or tonsil diseases. Narrated Umm Kais that she took to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, one of her sons, whose palate and tonsils she had pressed because he had throat trouble. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Why do you pain your children by getting the tonsils and palate pressed like that? Use al-Ud al-Hindi, certain Indian incense, for it cures seven diseases, one of which is pleurisy. Chapter on the treatment for a person suffering from diarrhea. Narrated Abu Sayyid. A man came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, My brother has got loose motions. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Let him drink honey. The man again came and said, I made him drink honey, but that made him worse. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah has said the truth, and the abdomen of your brother has told a lie. See Hadith number 5684. Chapter on There is no Safa, that is, it is not a contagious disease. Safa is a disease that afflicts the abdomen. Sifat al-Bari Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There is no adwa, no disease is conveyed from the sick to the healthy without Allah's permission, nor safar, nor hama. A Bedouin stood up and said, Then what about my camels? They are like deer on the sand, but when a mangy camel comes and mixes with them, they all get infected with mange. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Then who conveyed the mange disease to the first one? See Hadith number 5707. Chapter on Pleurisy Narrated Umm Kais that she took to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, one of her sons, whose palate and tonsils she had pressed to treat a throat trouble. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Be afraid of Allah. Why do you pain your children by having their tonsils pressed like that? Use Al-Ud Al-Hindi, a certain Indian incense, for it cures seven diseases, one of which is pleurisy. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, allowed one of the Ansar families to treat persons who have taken poison and also who are suffering from ear ailment with rukya. Anas added, I got myself branded, cauterized for pleurisy, when Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was still alive. Abu Talha, Anas bin An-Nadr, and Zaid bin Thabit witnessed that, and it was Abu Talha who branded, cauterized me. Chapter on to burn a mat made of palm tree leaves and put its ashes into a wound to stop bleeding. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'ad as-Sayyidi, when the helmet broke on the head of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his face became covered with blood and his incisor tooth broke, that is, during the Battle of Uhud, Ali used to bring water in his shield while Fatima was washing the blood off his face. When Fatima, may Allah be pleased with her, saw that the bleeding increased because of the water, she took a mat of palm leaves, burnt it, and stuck it, the burnt ashes, on the wound of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, whereupon the bleeding stopped. Chapter on Fever is from the Heat of Hell Narrated Nafi, Abdullah bin Umar said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Fever is from the heat of hell, so abate fever with water. Nafi added, Abdullah used to say, O Allah, relieve us from the punishment when he suffered from fever. Narrated Fatima bint al-Mundir, whenever a lady suffering from fever was brought to Asma bint Abu Bakr, she used to invoke Allah for her and then sprinkle some water on her body at the chest and say, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to order us to abate fever with water. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Fever is from the heat of hell, so abate fever with water. Narrated Rafa bin Khadij, I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, Fever is from the heat of hell, so abate fever with water.
Chapter on whoever went out of a land because its climate and water did not suit him. Narrated Anas bin Malik. May Allah be pleased with him. Some people from the tribes of Ukl and Orena came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and embraced Islam and said, O Allah's Messenger, we are owners of livestock and have never been farmers. And they found the climate of Al-Madina unsuitable for them. So Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ordered that they be given some camels and a shepherd and ordered them to go out with those camels and drink their milk and urine. So they set out, but when they reached a place called Al-Hara, they reverted to disbelief after their conversion to Islam, killed the shepherd, and drove away the camels. When this news reached the Prophet, peace be upon him, he sent in their pursuit, and they were caught and brought. The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered that their eyes be branded with heated iron bars, and that their hands be cut off, and they were left at Al-Hara till they died in that state. See Hadith number 233. Chapter on what has been mentioned about the plague. Narrated Sa'ad, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If you hear of an outbreak of plague in a land, do not enter it. But if the plague breaks out in a place while you are in it, do not leave that place. Narrated Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Omar bin al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, departed for Sham, and when he reached Sarg, the commanders of the Muslim army, Abu Ubaidah bin al-Jarrah, and his companions met him and told him that an epidemic had broken out in Sham. Omar said, Call for me the early emigrants. So Omar called them, consulted them, and informed them that an epidemic had broken out in Sham. Those people differed in their opinions. Some of them said, We have come out for a purpose and we do not think that it is proper to give it up. While others said to Omar, you have along with you other people and the companions of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, so we do not advise that we take them to this epidemic. Omar said to them, Leave me now. Then he said, Call the Ansar for me. I called them and he consulted them and they followed the way of the emigrants and differed as they did. He then said to them, Leave me now. And added, Call for me the old people of Quraysh who emigrated in the year of the conquest of Mecca. I called them and they gave a unanimous opinion saying, We advise that you should return with the people and do not take them to that place of epidemic. So Omar made an announcement. I will ride back to Al-Madinah in the morning, so you should do the same. Abu Ubaidah bin Al-Jarrah said to Omar, Are you running away from what Allah had ordained? Omar said, Would that someone else had said such a thing, O Abu Ubaidah? Yes, we are running from what Allah had ordained to what Allah has ordained. Don't you agree that if you had camels that went down a valley having two places, one green and the other dry, you would graze them on the green one only if Allah had ordained that, and you would graze them on the dry one only if Allah had ordained that? At that time, Abdurrahman bin Auf, who had been absent because of some job, came and said, I have some knowledge about this. I have heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, If you hear about it, an outbreak of plague in a land, do not go to it. But if plague breaks out in a country where you are staying, do not run away from it. Omar thanked Allah and returned to Al-Madinah. Narrated Abdullah bin Amir, may Allah be pleased with him. Omar went to Sham, and when he reached Sarg, he got the news that an epidemic of plague had broken out in Sham. Abdurrahman bin Auf told him that Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, said, If you hear that it, plague, has broken out in a land, do not go to it. But if it breaks out in the land where you are present, do not go out in order to run away from it. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, said, Neither Masih ad-Dajjal nor plague will enter al madinah 
Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Death from plague is martyrdom for every Muslim. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, He, a Muslim, who dies of an abdominal disease is a martyr, and he who dies of plague is a martyr. Chapter on the reward of a person who suffers from plague or lives in a plague-stricken land and remains patient. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that she asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, about plague. And Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, informed her, saying, Plague was a punishment which Allah used to send on whom he wished. But Allah made it a blessing for the believers. None among the believers remains patient in a land in which plague has broken out and considers what nothing will befall him except what Allah has ordained for him, but that Allah will grant him a reward similar to that of a martyr. Chapter on Ar-Ruqa with the Qur'an and the Mu'awwazat, the last two surah of the Qur'an. Footnote Ruqa, singular, Ruqya, is the recitation of some divine verses as a treatment for a disease. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, during the Prophet's, peace be upon him, fatal illness, he used to recite the Mu'awwazat, Surah An-Nas and Surah Al-Falak, and then blow his breath over his body. When his illness was aggravated, I used to recite those two surah and blow my breath over him and make him rub his body with his own hand for its blessings. Ma'mar asked Az-Zuhri, how did the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to blow? Az-Zuhri said, he used to blow on his hands and then pass them over his face. Chapter on to do Rukya by reciting Surah Al-Fatiha, the opening of the book. And this has been narrated by Ibn Abbas on the authority of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Abu Sayyid al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him. Some of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, came across a tribe amongst the tribes of the Arabs, and that tribe did not entertain them. While they were in that state, the chief of that tribe was bitten by a snake or stung by a scorpion. They said to the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, Have you got any medicine with you or anybody who can treat with Rukya? The Prophet's companion said, You refuse to entertain us, so we will not treat your chief unless you pay us for it. So they agreed to pay them a flock of sheep. One of them, the Prophet's companions, started reciting Surah Al-Fatiha and gathering his saliva and spitting it at the snake bite. The patient got cured and his people presented the sheep to them, but they said, We will not take it unless we ask the Prophet, peace be upon him, whether it is lawful. When they asked him, he smiled and said, How do you know that Surah Al-Fatiha is a ruqya? Take it, flock of sheep, and assign a share for me. See Hadith number 2276. Chapter on the conditions required for doing a ruqya with Surah Al-Fatiha. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, some of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, passed by some people staying at a place where there was water, and one of those people was stung by a scorpion. A man from those staying near the water came and said to the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, Is there anyone among you who can do rukya? As near the water there is a person who has been stung by a scorpion? So one of the Prophet's companions went to him and recited Surah Al-Fatiha for a sheep as his fees. The patient got cured, and the man brought the sheep to his companions who disliked that and said, You have taken wages for reciting Allah's book. When they arrived at Al-Madinah, they said, O oh Allah's Messenger, this person has taken wages for reciting Allah's book. On that, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, You are most entitled to take wages for doing a ruqya with Allah's book. Chapter on Ruqya for an Evil Eye Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. 
The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered me or somebody else to do rukya if there was some effect from an evil eye. Narrated Umm Salama that the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw in her house a girl whose face had a black spot. He said, she is under the effect of an evil eye, so treat her with a rukya. Chapter on the effect of an evil eye is a fact. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, the effect of an evil eye is a fact, and he prohibited tattooing. Chapter on to treat a snake bite or a scorpion sting with a rukya. Narrated Al-Aswad. I asked Aisha about treating poisonous stings, a snake bite or a scorpion sting with a rukya. She said, the Prophet, peace be upon him, allowed the treatment of poisonous sting with rukya. Chapter on the rukya of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that is what he used to recite while doing a rukya. Narrated Abdul Aziz. Thabit and I went to Anas bin Malik. Thabit said, O oh, Abu Hamza, I am sick. On that, Anas said, Shall I treat you with the rukya of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? Thabit said, Yes. Anas recited, O oh Allah, the Lord of the people, the remover of trouble, please cure, heal this patient, for you are the healer. None brings about healing but you, a healing that will leave behind no ailment. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to treat some of his wives by passing his right hand over the place of ailment and used to say, O oh Allah, the Lord of the people, remove the trouble and heal the patient, for you are the healer. No healing is of any avail but yours, healing that will leave behind no ailment. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to treat with a rukya, saying, O oh, the Lord of the people, remove the trouble. The cure is in your hands, and there is none except you who can remove it, the disease. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to say to the patient, In the name of Allah, the earth of our land and the saliva of some of us cure our patient. Footnote The Prophet, peace be upon him, while reciting the rukya, put some of his saliva on his index finger and touched the earth with it and applied the resulting mixture to the place of the ailment. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to read in his rukya, In the name of Allah, the earth of our land, and the saliva of some of us, cure our patient with the permission of our Lord. Note. See Hadith number 5745. Chapter on Anneft, blowing with a slight shower of saliva while treating with a rukya. Narrated Abu Qatada, I heard from the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, a good dream is from Allah, and a bad dream is from Satan. So if any one of you sees in a dream something he dislikes, when he gets up, he should blow thrice on his left side and seek refuge with Allah from its evil, for then it will not harm him. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, when Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, went to bed, he used to recite Surah Al-Ikhlas, Surah Al-Falak, and Surah An-Nas, and then blow on his palms and pass them over his face and those parts of his body that his hands could reach. And when he fell ill, he used to order me to do like that for him. Narrated Abu Sa'id, a group of the companions of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, proceeded on a journey till they dismounted near one of the Arab tribes and requested them to entertain them as their guests. But they, the tribe people, refused to entertain them. Then the chief of that tribe was bitten by a snake or stung by a scorpion, and he was given all sorts of treatment, but all in vain. Some of them said, Will you go to the group? 
those travelers who have dismounted near you and see if one of them has something useful? They came to them and said, Oh, the group! Our leader has been bitten by a snake or stung by a scorpion, and we have treated him with everything, but nothing benefited him. Have any one of you anything useful? One of them replied, Yes, by Allah, I know how to treat with a rukia. But, by Allah, we wanted you to receive us as your guests, but you refused. I will not treat your patient with a rukia till you fix for us something as wages. Consequently, they agreed to give those travelers a flock of sheep. The man went with them the people of the tribe, and started spitting on the bite and reciting Surah Al-Fatiha till the patient was healed and started walking, as if he had not been sick. When the tribe people paid them their wages they had agreed upon, some of them, the Prophet's companions, said, Distribute the sheep. But the one who treated with the Rukia said, Do not do that till we go to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and mention to him what has happened, and see what he will order us. So they came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and mentioned the story to him, and he said, How do you know that Surah Al-Fatiha is a rukya? You have done the right thing. Divide what you have got, and assign for me a share with you. Chapter on the passing of the right hand of the one who is treating with a rukya on the place of ailment. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to treat some of his wives by passing his right hand over the place of ailment, and used to say, O Lord of the people, Remove the trouble and bring about healing, as you are the healer. There is no healing but your healing, a healing that will leave no ailment. Chapter on A Woman May Treat a Man with a Rukia. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the Prophet, peace be upon him, during his fatal ailment, used to blow on his hands and pass them over his body while reciting the Mu'awazat, Surah An-Nas, and Surah Al-Falak. When his disease got aggravated, I used to recite them for him and blow on his hands and let him pass his hands over his body because of its blessing. Ma'mar asked Ibn Shihab, How did he used to do nafth? He said, He used to blow on his hands and then pass them over his face. Chapter on Whoever Does Not Treat or Get Treated with a Rukya Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, once came out to us and said, Some nations were displayed before me. A prophet would pass in front of me with one man, and another with two men, and another with a group of people, and another with nobody with him. Then I saw a great crowd covering the horizon, and I wished that they were my followers. But it was said to me, This is Moses, peace be upon him, and his followers. Then it was said to me, Look! I looked, and I saw a big gathering with a large number of people covering the horizon. It was said, Look this way, and that way. So I saw a big crowd covering the horizon. Then it was said to me, These are your followers, and among them there are 70,000 who will enter paradise without being asked about their accounts. Then the people dispersed, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not tell who those 70,000 were. So the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, started talking about that, and some of them said, As regards us, we were born in the era of Ashirk, polytheism, but then we believed in Allah and His Messenger, peace be upon Him. We think, however, that these 70,000 are our offspring. That talk reached the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said, These 70,000 are the people who do not draw an evil omen from birds, etc., and do not get treated by branding themselves, and do not treat with rukya, but put their trust only in their Lord. Then Ukasha bin Mehsan got up and said, O Allah's Messenger, Am I one of those 70,000? 
The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes. And another person got up and said, Am I one of them? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Okasha has preceded you. Chapter on Atayyara, Drawing an Evil Omen from Birds Narrated Abdullah bin Umar. May Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There is neither adwa, no contagious disease is conveyed to others without Allah's permission, nor tayyara, but an evil omen may be in three, a woman, a house, or an animal. Footnote. Superstition is disliked in Islam, but if one should think that there are things of bad omen, one may find such bad omen in a horse that is obstinate or not used for jihad, a woman that is sterile or discontented or impudent, a house that is not spacious or far from mosque or neighboring a bad neighbor. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, saying, There is no tayyara, and the best omen is the fa'al. And they asked, What is the fa'al? He said, a good word that one of you hears and takes as a good omen. Chapter on Al-Fa'l, Good Omen Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is no tayyara and the best omen is Al-Fa'l. Somebody said, What is Al-Fa'l, O Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? He said, A good word that one of you hears and takes as a good omen. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, no adwa, no contagious disease is conveyed to others without Allah's permission, nor tayyara, but I like the good fa'al, that is, the good word. Chapter on No Hama Footnote A. The word Hama may refer to a number of old traditions which Islam has abolished. In the pre-Islamic period, Arabs used to say, if a man is killed and not avenged, a worm comes out of his head and starts revolving around his grave and says, water me, water me. And when the murdered man is avenged, it goes, otherwise it stays there. Such a worm was called Hama. B. Some say Hama means an owl. People used to draw an evil omen if it perched on the house of one of them. He would say, this portends my death or the death of one of my relatives. C. Some say people used to claim that the bones of a dead person turned into a bird that could fly, and that was the hama. But the Prophet, peace be upon him, denies all this and invites people to abandon all such superstitions. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is no adwa, nor tayyara, nor hama, nor safa. Chapter on what is said about foretellers. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, gave his verdict about two ladies of the Hudel tribe who had fought each other and one of them had hit the other with a stone. The stone hit her abdomen and as she was pregnant, the blow killed the child in her womb. They both filed their case with the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he judged that the blood money for what was in her womb was a slave or a female slave. The guardian of the lady who was fined said, O Allah's Messenger, shall I be fined for a creature that has neither drunk nor eaten, neither spoke nor cried? A case like that should be nullified. On that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, This is one of the brothers of foretellers. Footnote. The Prophet, peace be upon him, called him so because he had used rhymed speech like foretellers. Narrated Abu Huraira. May Allah be pleased with him. Two ladies had a fight, and one of them hit the other with a stone on the abdomen and caused her to abort. The Prophet, peace be upon him, judged that the victim be given either a slave or a female slave as blood money. Narrated Ibn Shihab, Sayyid bin al-Musayyib said, 
Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, judged that in case of child killed in the womb of its mother, the offender should give the mother a slave or a female slave in recompense. The offender said, How can I be fined for killing one who neither ate nor drank, neither spoke nor cried? A case like that should be denied. On that, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, He is one of the brothers of the foretellers. Narrated Abu Masood, The Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade the utilization of the price of a dog, the earnings of prostitute, and the earnings of a foreteller. See Hadith number 2237. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Some people asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, about the foretellers. He said, They are nothing. They said, O Allah's Messenger, sometimes they tell us of a thing which turns out to be true. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, A jinn, devil, snatches that true word and pours it into the ear of his friend, the foreteller, as one puts something into a bottle. The foreteller then mixes with that word one hundred lies. Chapter on Magic and the Statement of Allah But the Shayateen Devils disbelieved, teaching men magic and such things that came down at Babylon to the two angels, Harut and Marut. But neither of these two angels taught anyone till they had said, We are only for trial, so disbelieve not, by learning this magic from us. And from these angels people learned that by which they caused separation between man and his wife. But they could not thus harm anyone except by Allah's leave. And they learn that which harms them and profits them not. And indeed, they knew that the sayers of it, magic, would have no share in the hereafter. Quran, chapter 2, verse 102. The Statement of Allah And the magician will never be successful to whatever amount of skill he may attain. Quran, chapter 20, verse 69. And his statement, Will you submit to magic while you see it? Quran, chapter 21, verse 3. And his statement, their ropes and their sticks by their magic appear to him as though they moved fast. Quran, chapter 20, verse 66. And his statement, and from the evil of those who practice witchcraft when they blow in the knots. Quran, chapter 113, verse 4. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, a man called Labid bin al-Assam from the tribe of Bani Zurek worked magic on Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, till Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, started imagining that he had done a thing that he had not really done. One day or one night he was with us. He invoked Allah and invoked for a long period and then said, O Aisha, do you know that Allah has instructed me concerning the matter I have asked him about? Two men came to me, and one of them sat near my head, and the other near my feet. One of them said to his companion, What is the disease of this man? The other replied, He is under the effect of magic. The first one asked, Who has worked the magic on him? The other replied, Labid bin al-Assam. The first one asked, What material did he use? The other replied, A comb and the hairs stuck to it, and the skin of pollen of a male date palm. The first one asked, Where is that? The other replied, That is, in the well of Zerwal. So Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, along with some of his companions, went there and came back saying, O Aisha, the color of its water is like the infusion of henna leaves. The tops of the date palm trees near it are like the heads of the devils. I asked, O Allah's Messenger, why did you not show it? He said, Since Allah cured me, I dislike to let evil spread among the people. Then he ordered that the well be filled up with earth. Chapter on Shirk, that is, joining others in worship with Allah and witchcraft are from the Mubikat, Great Destructive Sins. 
narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Avoid al-mubikat, that is, shirk with Allah, that is, joining others in worship with Allah and witchcraft. Chapter On Should a Bewitched Person Be Treated? Qatada said, I asked Sayyid bin al-Musayyib, If a person is bewitched or is unable to have sexual intercourse with his wife, is it permissible to remove the magic effect or use nashra, special kind of treatment? He said, yes, there is no harm in it, for it is meant for a good purpose, and that which benefits people is not forbidden. Footnote, for details on nashra, see Fat al-Bari, volume 12, page number 345. Printed by the Egyptian press, Mustafa al-Babi al-Halabi in the year 1959-1378 Hijra. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, Magic was worked on Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, so that he used to think that he had sexual relations with his wives, while he actually had not. Sufyan said, That is the hardest kind of magic, as it has such an effect. Then one day he said, O Aisha, do you know that Allah has instructed me concerning the matter I asked him about? Two men came to me, and one of them sat near my head, and the other sat near my feet. The one near my head asked the other, What is wrong with this man? The latter replied, He's under the effect of magic. The first one asked, Who has worked magic on him? The other replied, Labid bin al-Assam, the man from Bani Zureg who was an ally of the Jews and was a hypocrite. The first one asked, What material did he use? The other replied, A comb, and the hair stuck to it. The first one asked, Where is that? The other replied, In a skin of pollen of a male date palm tree kept under a stone in the well of Darwal. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, went to that well and took out those things and said, That was the well which was shown to me in a dream. Its water looked like the infusion of henna leaves and its date palm trees looked like the heads of devils. The Prophet, peace be upon him, added, Then that thing was taken out. I said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, Why do you not treat yourself with nashra? He said, Allah has cured me. I dislike to let evil spread among any one of the people. Chapter on Witchcraft Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Magic was worked on Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, so that he began to imagine that he had done something, although he had not. One day while he was with me, he invoked Allah and invoked for a long period and then said, O Aisha, do you know that Allah has instructed me regarding the matter I asked him about? I asked, What is that, O Allah's messenger? He said, Two men came to me. One of them sat near my head and the other sat near my feet. One of them asked his companion, What is the disease of this man? The other replied, He is under the effect of magic. The first one asked, Who has worked magic on him? The other replied, Labid bin al-Assam, a Jew from the tribe of Bani Zurek. The first one asked, With what has it been done? The other replied, With a comb and the hair stuck to it and a skin of the pollen of a male date palm tree. The first one asked, Where is it? The other replied, In the well of Darwal. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, went along with some of his companions to the well and looked at that, and there were date palms near to it. Then he returned to me and said, By Allah, the water of that well was red, like the infusion of henna leaves, and its date palms were like the heads of devils. I said, O Allah's Messenger, did you take those materials out? He said, No. As for me, Allah has healed me and cured me, and I was afraid that by letting it known to the people, I would spread evil among them. Then he ordered that the well be filled up with earth, and it was filled up with earth. 
Chapter on Some Eloquent Speech is as Effective as Magic Narrated Abdullah bin Omar, may Allah be pleased with him, two men came from the east and addressed the people who wondered at their eloquent speeches. On that, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Some eloquent speech is as effective as magic. Chapter on the Use of Ajwa Dates as Medicine for Magic Narrated Saad, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, if somebody takes some ajwa dates every morning, he will not be affected by poison or magic on that day till night. Another narrator said seven dates. Narrated Saad, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, If somebody takes seven ajwa dates in the morning, neither magic nor poison will hurt him that day. Chapter on Nohama Footnote See Hadith number 5757 and footnote on Hama in chapter 45. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet peace be upon him said, No adwa, that is, no contagious disease is conveyed to others without Allah's permission, nor suffer, nor Hama. A Bedouin said, O Allah's Messenger, what about the camels which, when on the sand, desert, look like deers, but when a mangy camel mixes with them, they all get infected with mange? On that, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Then who conveyed the mange disease to the first mangy camel? Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The cattle, sheep, cows, camels, etc., suffering from a disease should not be mixed up with the healthy cattle, or said, Do not put a patient with a healthy person as a precaution. Chapter on No Adwa, No Contagious Disease is Conveyed Without Allah's Permission Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There is neither adwa nor tayyara, and an evil omen is only in three, a horse, a woman, and a house. See the footnote of Hadith number 5753. Footnote. Tayyara means an evil omen. See Hadith number 5717 and its chapter 25. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger said, No adwa. Abu Huraira also said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The cattle suffering from a disease should not be mixed up with healthy cattle, or said, Do not put a patient with a healthy person as a precaution. Abu Huraira also said, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, No adwa. Continued with Hadith number 5775. A Bedouin got up and said, don't you see how camels on the sand look like deers, but when a mangy camel mixes with them, they all get infected with mange? On that, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Then who conveyed the mange disease to the first camel? Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, No adwa, nor the yara, but I like fa'al. They said, What is the fa'al? He said, A good word. See Hadith number 5754. Chapter on what has been said regarding the poison given to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. When Khaybar was conquered, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was presented with a poisoned, roasted sheep. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Collect for me all the Jews present in this area. When they were gathered, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to them, I'm going to ask you about something. Will you tell me the truth? They replied, Yes, O Abul Qasim. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, To them, Who is your father? They said, Our father is so-and-so. 
Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, You have told a lie, for your father is so and so. They said, No doubt, you have said the truth and done the correct thing. He again said to them, If I ask you about something, will you tell me the truth? They replied, Yes, O Abul Qasim. And if we should tell you a lie, you will know it as you have known it regarding our father. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, then asked, Who are the people of the hellfire? They replied, We will remain in the hellfire for a while and then you Muslims will replace us in it. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to them, You will abide in it with ignominy. By Allah, we shall never replace you in it at all. Then he asked them again, If I ask you something, will you tell me the truth? They replied, Yes. He asked, Have you put the poison in this roasted sheep? They replied, Yes. He asked, What made you do that? They replied, We intended to learn if you were a liar, in which case we would be relieved from you. And if you were a prophet, then it would not harm you. See Hadith number 3169. Chapter on the taking of poison and treating with it or with what may be dangerous or with an impure or polluted thing, medicine, etc. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever purposely throws himself from a mountain and kills himself will be in the hell fire falling down into it and abiding therein perpetually forever. And whoever drinks poison and kills himself with it, he will be carrying his poison in his hand and drinking it in the hellfire, wherein he will abide eternally forever. And whoever kills himself with an iron weapon will be carrying that weapon in his hand and stabbing his abdomen with it in the hellfire, wherein he will abide eternally forever. Narrated Sa'ad, I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, Whoever takes seven ajwa dates in the morning will not be affected by magic or poison on that day. Chapter on the Milk of She-Asses Narrated Abu Thalaba al-Khushani May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade the eating of wild animals having fangs. Az-Zuhri said, I did not hear this narration except when I went to Sham. Al-Layth said, Narrated Yunus, I asked Ibn Shihab, May we perform the ablution with the milk of she-asses or drink it, or drink the bile of wild animals, or urine of camels? He replied, the Muslims used to treat themselves with that and did not see any harm in it. As for the milk of she-asses, we have learnt that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, forbade the eating of their meat, but we have not received any information whether drinking of their milk is allowed or forbidden. As for the bile of wild animals, Ibn Shahab said, Abu Idris al-Khulani told me that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, forbade the eating of the flesh of every wild beast having fangs. Chapter on If a Housefly Falls in a Utensil Narrated Abu Huraira May Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, If a fly falls in the vessel of any of you, let him dip all of it into the vessel and then throw it away. For in one of its wings there is a disease, and in the other there is healing, antidote for it, that is, the treatment for that disease. Footnote Medically, it is well known now that a fly carries some pathogens on some parts of its body, as mentioned by the Prophet, peace be upon him, before 1400 years approximately when the humans knew very little of modern medicine. Similarly, Allah created organisms and other mechanisms which kill these pathogens. For example, penicillin, fungus, kills pathogenic organisms like Staphylococci and others, etc. 
Recently, experiments have been done under supervision which indicate that a fly carries the disease, pathogens, plus the antidote for those pathogenic organisms. Ordinarily, when a fly touches a liquid food, it infects the liquid with its pathogens, so it must be dipped in order to release also the antidote for those pathogens to act as a counterbalance to the pathogens. Regarding this subject, I also wrote through a friend of mine to Dr. Muhammad M. Al-Samahi, Chief of Hadith Department in Al-Azhar University, Cairo, Egypt, who has written an article upon this hadith, and as regards medical aspects, he has mentioned that the microbiologists have proved that there are longitudinal yeast cells living as parasites inside the belly of the fly, and these yeast cells, in order to repeat their life cycle, protrude through respiratory tubules of the fly. And if the fly is dipped in a liquid, these cells burst in the fluid, and the content of those cells is an antidote for the pathogens which the fly carries.